Hi, it's David Debbie here of the David Janovic Show on KSL News Radio. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and also catch our show live on KSL News Radio. Now, you don't need a keyword to listen to us, but if you want to win the AirPods, keyword Beehive. Good job, Dave. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Dave and Dejanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. Dave and Dejanovic. Dave and Dejanovic. Special coverage of the top local story. Dave just got word from our producer Caitlin, who's listening in right now to the live stream of the hearing, the sentencing hearing for former YouTube star and mom. Ruby Frankie, we should know in just a few minutes uh, what prison sentence she is going to have to serve. And this, as we were talking to Greg Scordis, our, our KSL legal analyst, he said, do not expect this to be just a slap on the wrist. He sees this ending in prison time. You're also trying to pull up the live stream. Caitlin promising to deliver us updates the minute she hears anything. But I got the thumbs up from her just a few moments ago that the hearing has started in St. George. That's where KSL 5 Television has not only Shelby Lofton, who is in the courthouse, but also Garna Mejia, who is uh, standing by live for us as well. Appreciate you taking a few minutes. Um, Garna, where are you at right now in terms of the courthouse? And what can you tell us? Hey guys, good morning. We're just outside the courthouse. We're, you know, standing outside in a little bit of rain. But, you know, of course, this is just a really emotional day, a very eventful day for, you know, all of these families that are involved in this just, you know, really difficult case. Um, as you as you guys mentioned, the, the hearing has started. We heard from the judge and he went straight uh, to have prosecutors read out their charges. You know, we've seen family members that are here. Ruby's uh, husband, who has filed for divorce, Kevin, is here. And her two older children, uh, Sherry and Chad, are also here. They walked into the courtroom. They're all sitting next to each other. And um, we heard prosecutors uh, bring out their case, lay out their case, and say, you know what? She agreed to work with the state and, you know, come to this plea agreement, but because of the severity of these crimes, we're going to keep what we, you know, had requested in this plea agreement, which is consecutive sentences. Garda Mejia live for KSL 5 Television and taking time out uh, for just a few minutes to join us here live from the hearing, the sentencing hearing for Ruby Frankie, uh, which will be followed by her business partners sentencing as well, uh, Jody Hildebrandt, each of them pleading guilty to various uh child abuse charges involving Frankie's 11-year-old son and also her 9-year-old daughter. It was in December that Frankie uh, stepped before the judge and said this. With my deepest regret and sorrow for my family and my children, guilty. Garna, any indication at all as to whether uh, her family members, um, her children, her, you know, estranged husband Kevin will be saying anything today? You know what, you guys, I I did step out. Um, When I stepped out, uh, the defense had started presenting their, you know, case. Something that stood out to me that they mentioned, it it, it sounds like they're pointing it towards Jody Hildebrandt. You know, yes, Ruby was involved in these terrible uh, crimes against her children, 
but really she was under the influence of Jody Hildebrandt. We'll see how that plays out with the judge. Um, we are, you know, thinking that we may hear from the victims, from the children themselves, from their oldest daughter, uh, Sherry, and possibly Chad. Um, I'll have to keep listening in and let you guys know just kind of as this morning unfolds. But we know that they will be given that opportunity to speak and to you know, share statements. We know on Jody Hildebrandt's side that her niece, Jesse Hildebrandt, has said that she will also, uh, she sent in, she wrote in a statement. So we'll expect to maybe hear that as well when Jody's term comes up right after Ruby's sentencing. KSL 5 Television's Garna Mejia down in St. George for the sentencing of Ruby Frankie and also her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt. We'll let you go. I know Shelby Lofton from KSL 5 TV also in the courtroom. Thank you, Garna, for taking just a few minutes with us to set the scene down there in southern Utah. Um, And Dave, you've been listening in in the last few minutes to the hearing. We are not broadcasting it live, but we can certainly bring our listeners some updates as to what, Dave, uh, you've been hearing. What I've been listening to so far was Ruby Frankie asked if she could make a statement. And she qualified and said, uh, this is not in hopes to change any of the sentence that's been determined. I just, you know, want to express. And I will tell you, Debbie, it is a powerful powerful statement uh, where she takes complete and total responsibility uh, for what she did. Now, she does mention uh, her her mentor, uh, Jody Hildebrandt, and how uh, her influence uh, created a paranoia, a paranoia that, that led to a distrust of cops, church leaders, husband, children, all these things. But then she goes in and she starts to thank people. And she thanks, by name, all the officers that were involved in her arrest said, you are the angels that saved my children. And that the moment they handcuffed her, it truly freed her. She thanked the people of DCFS, the Division of Child and Family Services. She said, thank you for taking care of my kids. Thank you to my religious leaders that have have taught me that by taking responsibility that there is redemption through the repentance process. Dave, you've been listening to the live feed in the courtroom down in southern Utah as Ruby Frankie, former YouTube star and mother. She was a star of Eight Passengers, is now being sentenced to what is likely to be a lengthy prison term. Our producer, Caitlin Johnston, also listening from the control room as well um, to the hearing. Uh, She's putting some notes right now, communicating uh, with us over our group chat. Uh, One of the things that you put in the notes, Caitlin, here is that uh, Frankie said, It is important for me to demonstrate remorse and regret without blame. And then she also mentioned something about uh, the sentence. What did you hear? Yeah, she said it was her preference to serve a prison sentence. And she's continued to go on, as I was just listening to that, to thank DCFS, uh, Children's Justice Center, for uh, taking care of her children. So DCFS being the Division of Child and Family Services here in the state of Utah that obviously got involved um, as this was case was unfolding late last year when we uh, learned the charges against uh, Ruby Frankie um, after her son, her 11 to 12-year-old son, we have an age range, uh, escaped from the house that they were the children were being held in in southern Utah, the home that belonged to Jody Hildebrandt, ran to a neighbor's home for help. That neighbor 
um, immediately calling 911, and that began to unravel what was going on um, to the children um, and also inside the home, where prosecutors then leveled allegations against Ruby Frankie and her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, that when the child had one other time tried to escape, uh, that he was tied up. Um, it's made it sound as though at times he was even hogtied uh, using handcuffs and a rope, um, that the children, not only him but his uh, younger sister, were forced to work outside in the heat. Sister was forced to run up and down a dirt road in bare feet, um, and it caused significant blisters um, to her feet. Um, what was her tone when she was saying all this, Caitlin, in your view? She got emotional. At, at one point, and it, it seemed as if she was almost trying to separate herself from, from Hildebrandt, but it, the attorney started off with, she's had a lot of time to reflect and process, and it then led into those more remote, morseful words. As I continue to listen, uh, she has broken down in, into tears uh, and said that, I, I believe that dark was light and right was wrong. I'll never stop crying for hurting your tender souls as she was apologizing to her children. We're going to continue our live coverage in three minutes. Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Janovic Show on KSL News Radio. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and also catch our show live on KSL News Radio. Now you don't need a keyword to listen to us, but if you want to win the AirPods, keyword beehive. Good job, Dave. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. And be sure to listen for a new keyword next week and every week this February for even more chances to win. Dave and Jenick. We've just heard the sentence uh, for Ruby Frankie, the former YouTube star and mom that's being sentenced in a Southern Utah courtroom right now on multiple child abuse charges. Dave was listening in to the live feed. What can you tell us, Dave? Judge Walton just announced uh, that she will serve four consecutive accounts from one to 15 years on aggravated child abuse. Say that again. One to 15 years on all four accounts, and they'll be served consecutively. So back-to-back-to-back sentences, which, in my view, and we're going to get KSL legal analyst Greg Scordis to weigh in on this, is a, a, a minimum of four years. However, ultimately, that will be up to the parole board once she uh, gets behind bars. And, of course, build the math on 15 years. 15 times four could be, you know, 60 years in prison. I don't think that's going to happen. No, of course not. That that would be so extreme. Um, but one of the things that Ruby Frankie had mentioned just just moments before the sentence was handed down, she mentioned that she would she was humbled, uh, and and um, it almost sounded like she was eager to serve a prison sentence. And this was the quote that stood out to me. She said. To learn until all my toxic layers are shed. She looks at this prison sentence as that opportunity to learn until all my toxic layers are shed. Um, It is unfortunate for those children, Greg, that we had to get to this point um, in those children's lives uh, for their mom to stand up and say something like that. However, she did. Um, She also thanked the police officers who investigated, um, and she had um, numerous other people that she thanked along the way who unraveled these uh, horrible 
crimes against these children. Um, and Dave, repeat for Greg in case he's just hearing it for the first time and our listeners are hearing it for the first time as well, if you're tuning in, what Ruby Frankie's sentence was just moments ago. Serve on all four counts, one to 15 years on aggravated, aggravated child abuse, and they'll be served consecutively. Your thoughts, Greg? Well, I think that's pretty much what we predicted, uh, what we talked about earlier today, that there would be at least some level of consecutive sentences and that there would be a prison sentence. I, it does give me some, some. I don't know, I, I feel better about the whole situation having heard what um, what the defendant said, what Jody talked about, or excuse me, uh, Ruby talked about Jody's next, <laughs> in terms of uh, trying to get this off, monkey off her back looking forward to some counseling that will help her a lot in prison to acknowledge the wrongdoing wrongfulness of her conduct and the fact that she appreciates that it was wrong and that she was in a dark place. And the way to get out of that is to hopefully get some counseling, but she'll have several years to do that now, especially with these consecutive sentences. Greg, how common is it for a defendant to, to make kind of that last minute appeal or statement to the judge? Well, I think it's a Hail Mary, Dave. It's something that a defendant will throw up there saying, give me anything, judge. Give me one break at all, anything you could possibly do. And the judge gave her the harshest sentence possible. Every count, prison on every count, each count consecutive. So there was no way the judge could have made a more strict sentence. But, yeah, it it, it always behooves a defendant to accept as much responsibility as possible and do what you can to make sure the judge knows that you are not making excuses. Greg, it was, I found, to be a powerful statement as she admitted the wrongdoing, as she thanked uh, the very people that were arresting her, that had taken her children away. She thanked them by name. Yeah, I think that's a little unusual. But, but I think what she's trying to say is, thank you for getting me out of this mess. It's like a, a drug addict who sometimes will thank the police for arre- arresting them, saying, hey, I would have, I'd still be a drug addict. I would still be having problems. And maybe she's saying the same thing. I would still be doing the wrong thing. I would still be mistreating my children. I would still be doing everything a mother shouldn't do but for this intervention. In that respect, it made some sense for her. And it was probably the best thing she could have done today, Dave, to say yes. I was in a bad place, and this is the way I'm going to get out of it. A lot of times it gets overlooked, um, particularly by the national media more than the local media, because we so uh, understand how our, our prison sentences work here, is that once somebody is sentenced to prison, uh, we have an independent— uh, in, uh, help me out with the word. It's just escaping. Indeterminate. <laughs> I get it 99% of the time. For some reason, it escaped me. An indeterminate sentencing structure here, which means the judge— uh, hands down the sentence, uh, the parole board determines how much of that sentence an inmate will actually serve uh, once they get behind bars, Greg. Uh, and so I want to I want to make it clear to our listeners once again, like we talked about earlier today, uh, that this indeterminate sentencing structure that we have here in the state does not, it doesn't even mean she's going to serve out all, all four years or up to 60 years. We just don't really know right now. That's true, Debbie. Um, but you and I have been around the block enough to know that the the probation department is going to give her a stiff uh, amount of time. She, the probation department is not going to consider her for parole for at least those four years. But you're right. Technically and legally, they could parole her tomorrow. And uh, that's not going to happen. No. And my guess is that she'll serve uh, 
I don't know. To me, this is probably like a ten-year sentence. Oh, okay. She could get. She could get. You think they're going to keep her behind bars for that long? And it will be in prison, right? I mean, I know to most people, it's like if she's locked up. What's the difference between jail and prison? I think there's a a, a big difference between jail and prison. Just knowing the system, um, like I do from my reporting, Greg. But you know it even better than I do. Yeah, the the benefit to the prison, Debbie, is that uh, there is more programming there. Uh, the uh, purgatory jail where she's probably been held in uh, Washington County uh, doesn't offer a lot of services because they're not required to. It's a short-term facility. People serving a year or less uh, will be there. But if you're going to prison and you're doing 1 to 15 times 4, in this case, uh, they're going to line you up with uh, treatment, all kinds of treatment, and if she, it would help her a lot if she takes advantage of that. You know that, Debbie. Yeah. That if she gets to the prison and signs up for all the programming she can, all the counseling she can, that will go well with the board when they consider her parole date in a couple of years. One of the things you said you'd be listening for, Greg, is whether or not she took responsibility or she made excuses and placed blame. There was a section where she talked about Jody Hildebrand and how she started off as her son's counselor and then eventually it had morphed into a mentorship and that that's when some of the toxic ideas and the paranoia started coming in. Yeah, and, and I and I expected that. I think we talked about that at 9.20 today. She, I think she had to do that for her own purposes to say, look, I wasn't a monster when this all started. Uh, Hildebrand took me down that road. But ultimately, it was her responsibility. It was it was Frankie's responsibility to take care of the children. Uh, she had more responsibility than anyone on the planet to do that because of her relationship with them. And so you can only get take the blame so far. I mean, I know you and Debbie as parents, and there's nothing anyone could do to influence you in a million years to do what happened here. And 99% of the parents yeah. that we all know would do the same thing. Well, and thankfully, um, that little boy escaped. I wouldn't call him little. He was 11 years old. But in my mind, that's just so young um, to be so brave uh, in that moment to escape, to run to a neighbor, um, you know, and and also at the same time saving his little sister, who was nine years old at the time, according to prosecutors, when they alleged these violations, these uh, criminal acts were happening directed at the children. Um, involving uh, what they called physical torture, uh, where the children were forced to work outside for hours in the summer heat. Imagine, you know, it's 117 degrees uh, in southern Utah, and your child, you know, working out in the heat for hours on end, or the little girl being forced to run on a dirt road uh, barefoot um, as forms of punishment. Um, Greg, do you feel like in this case the judge did um, all he could um, given the level of um, physical abuse that was happening towards those children, and we still don't know yet what Jody Hildebrandt's fate uh, has in store because she's being sentenced right now. Yes, and and to answer your second part of that first, I think Hildebrandt is has always been seen by the state and probably by probation and almost certainly by the judge as the more culpable of the two. So she's not going to get a better sentence than Frankie. But I think the judge sent a message here, Debbie. I mean, one to 15, four counts, all consecutive to one another, was the harshest sentence available to the judge. And so what the judge was saying is basically, I wish I could give you more time. Um, That was the max that was available. 
And that was certainly a message to anyone who engages in this kind of conduct. And it was awful. It was reprehensible. And like we talked about earlier, it was also um, a little bit of hypocrisy there because these people are talking about ways to raise children and do so in a healthy environment, and they did the exact opposite. Greg, thank you for joining us. Greg Scord is KSL legal analyst. And as you had mentioned uh, about an hour earlier, you said the mercy in this sentencing would have been the judge uh, allowing these sentences to be served concurrently, so all at once. But instead, he gave her the harshest sentence, uh, serving 1 to 15 years on all four accounts consecutively, back to back to back to back. 